0: SportsFix, please welcome Ben Cullen.
1: What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. It's Ben Cullen here with this week's update for you. The Beijing Winter Olympics came to a close on Sunday in a touching ceremony. Almost 3,000 athletes competed in 109 events across 15 disciplines during the two weeks. The IOC president, Thomas Bach, called for political leaders around the world to be inspired by the athletes' example of solidarity and peace. This unifying power of the Olympic Games is stronger than the forces that want to divide us, he said. Norway finished top of the table with 37 medals, including 16 goals. The Olympic flame was extinguished with the next Games taking place in Milan Cortina in Italy in 2026. The Winter Paralympics begins in Beijing on the 4th of March. Also, congratulations and shout out to all of the Hong Kong athletes that represented our country so very proudly. Lewis Hamilton says the controversial end to last year's title fight made him consider his future, but he does not want it to define his career. The Mercedes driver lost out on an eighth world title in controversial circumstances at last year's final race in Abu Dhabi. There was a moment when I lost a little bit of faith in the system, said Hamilton, but I am generally a very determined person. And while moments like this might define careers, I refuse to let this define mine. Hamilton was leading in Abu Dhabi and on course for a record 8th world title when race director Michael Massey failed to operate the rules correctly during a late safety car period. That resulted in Hamilton being passed by Red Bull's Max Verstappen on one final lap of racing after a restart. He said he did not bear any ill feelings towards Verstappen. This has nothing to do with Max, he said. Max did everything a driver would do given the opportunity he was given. Steph Curry scored 50 points and set an all-star game record as Team LeBron claimed a 163 to 160 win over Team Durant in the NBA All-Star Game. Curry finished with 16 three-pointers, setting a record for the most in an all-star quarter with 6, a half with 8, and game with 16 in the process. The previous record in an all-star game was 9, set by Paul George in 2016. Curry, who was two points behind the scoring record set by Anthony Davis in 2017, won the Kobe Bryant trophy as the All-Star game's most valuable player. The All-Star MVP award was permanently renamed in honor of LA Lakers legend Bryant, an 18-time All-Star after he and his daughter Gianna were among nine people killed in a helicopter crash in 2020. We are now delighted to welcome back to the studio Nathan Crumpton. He joins us via Zoom after just competing at the Winter Olympics. What is it like going down a track for the first time? How do you how do you manage
0: your emotions there? You for, well for one thing, you pad up quite well. So I actually have these orthoplastic pads for my shoulders that provide that extra protection because you can expect to take hits and you still study the track as much as you possibly can. You walked it up and down. We looked at the profiles of the curve and we did have one video that was given to us, a point of view video beforehand That's part of the rules of the sport. So we were able to study that and we were at least able to get a sense of how long we're in the corners. We could see what the corners naturally wanted to do in a couple of places, whether it wanted to spit you out early or whether it wanted to give you late height and push you out and make you hit the, the short wall. So we had an idea. And uh, it, after that, it's it's sort of like solving a giant puzzle. You have to put all these pieces together in real time as you're going up to 80 miles an hour. OK. And then how many
1: times would you have been able to go down the course before actually competing?
0: So we had three weeks of training back in October. And so I think in total, we were offered about 40 runs then. Um, and then we were able to take 10 runs before we raced here. So I didn't take all 40 in October. So it was, it was maybe about 46 runs before we raced, which is also, it's, it's mandated that you have to be offered this minimum number of runs around 40 just to try and solve the track and, and again, figure out that puzzle. Got it. So you're, you're confident after
1: the amount of times you went down there?
0: Yes, so usually, luckily for this track it wasn't too technical and so I felt safe actually after the very first week. And then after that it was more about finding the optimum lines and generating as much speed as possible. And so there are some tracks though it it can take a lot longer to learn and you take a lot more hits on on the way. But this this track here in Yanjing is actually one of the most fun in the entire world. It was absolutely a blast to slide.
1: Awesome. So cool. I do want to touch on your uh, uniform, your your racing outfit, especially with the design. Can you can you tell the listeners about that?
0: Of course. So that actually has a Polynesian design on it. It was made by a tattoo artist, a traditional Samoan tattoo artist of San Diego. His name is Sua Wilson Fitiao. And he was able to draw it by hand on three sheets of, of A4 paper and then uh, he took a photo of it, then I imported it into Photoshop, and then I cleaned it up, gave it to my speed suit designer, then I had it printed on my sleeve for the Tokyo Summer Olympics, and it's sort of become this little icon of my athletic pursuits that that I wear for competitions. It's now on our big down Columbia jackets that we have as a team here, and so uh, it's, it's become this nice little artistic piece that I take with me to all these competitions.
1: That's awesome, man. It must must feel pretty special to have that heritage alongside you.
0: Absolutely. It's so cool to represent a part of the world that rarely gets to the Winter Olympics. Yeah. And hopefully it inspires the next generation of athletes and get some some more kids yeah. at least participating in sports yeah. and hopefully making it to, to the, the Winter Olympic Games.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was awesome. It was awesome. I, lo- I loved looking at the photos. It's got some really, really good shots of you. Um, and the design is, you know, complements them. It, it's awesome. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. I did. I also uh, want to briefly touch on Tokyo. How how was that for you? What what? How do you compare the two experiences or should you not
0: compare them? Tokyo was a thrill, undoubtedly. I was sort of deer in the headlights for a little while there because everything is overwhelming. You're in this village with over 10,000 people. You've got people from all over the world. And a little bit overwhelming at times, but it was extraordinarily special too. And I enjoyed every minute of Tokyo. The difference here though, is that at the Winter Olympics, I'm here with many more of my friends. These are people that I've slid with, competed with for over a decade. These are some of my best friends that I have anywhere. And to be able to share that moment with them that meant a lot to me because this is my primary sport skeleton is it's how i have self-identified for the past decade and so to enjoy that with them to, to watch my friends win olympic medals it just that's a whole new level of enjoyment for me and i think that's probably what i'll take away the most from this that's awesome i was i was
1: not expecting that answer but i, I can completely understand nate i've got i've got two final questions for you First, mm-hmm. what's next for you
0: Next for me is I have to sell a book. Oh, I read yeah. a book. Yeah, it's called Alpha Status, a nonfiction novel, <laughs> and I spent four years writing this. Uh, I wrote it following my my failure at making the the previous Winter Olympic Games, and uh, I'd say it's a bit. It has nothing to do with sports. It's a, it's a bit like Wolf of Wall Street, uh, but in a much more contemporary setting. It has some really nerdy stuff, stuff from the Economist or Financial Times. Then it also has a very dis- Distinctly Fifty Shades of Grey angle to it that gets into fun culture and uh, the drug, sex, and alcohol side of, of Wall Street, and uh, and so yeah. Now, now that I'm a retired skeleton racer, I've got to try and sell this book and, and hopefully launch into uh, another career as uh, as a novelist. If, if this succeeds and if if I can make a living with it, there are plenty of other stories that I, I would love to to share and. Uh, would love to continue with that so that that's the most immediate thing in terms of my my uh, career but i still want to be an athlete and i still want to compete in some track and field meets i'll represent american samoa uh, at some athletics meets over the summer and beyond that it's tbd good man good man well good luck with all of that you've got a lot to do still by the sounds of it thank you i do and i i've got to keep it busy keep it interesting and um hopefully it'll it'll continue to be good things
1: Good man, good man. And then the final question is for our younger audience. Lots of them are not necessarily competing in sport, as I said, but, but a portion of them will be. They're looking for success in whatever they're trying to do right now. Can you give us, you know, it's not easy to narrow it down, but what what is your one top tip after going through some adversity yourself?
0: My, my top reflection item would be that it's a grind. It's not easy. It takes more time, more effort, more money and resources in many instances to, to reach that goal. It's, if you're an optimistic person, you're naturally viewing the world through rose colored lenses. And you sometimes get hit by these doses of reality and these setbacks and so many different things that make that journey harder. And so as I reflect on, on this past skeleton career, the past 11 years, it, it's pretty shocking sometimes what I, what I put up with and what I had to go through to get it done. And so I would say that it takes a lot of grit, a lot of determination, and the journey is rarely that, that easy. Awesome, absolutely brilliant.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today. It was amazing to chat to you. I've, I've done a lot of research in the last few days, so very happy to have got the opportunity and good luck with your next endeavors. Thank you,
0: Nathan. Thank you, Ben, it's been a pleasure. Good man, thank you. Hong Kong, are you ready?
1: This is the hottest ticket in the world right now. The history of Wales and England in rugby is a fascinating one. An intense rivalry that brings the best out of both teams. This weekend, Wales travelled to Twickenham to take on the Red Roses of England. That is my hottest ticket in the world this week. Have a great weekend all and I'll see you for your Sports Fix next week.